Next, the golden days of radio. Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring the comedy team of Amos and Andy, Bob Hope, and a salute to Frank Sinatra. In Arnold Shaw's book on the life of Frank Sinatra, he calls him a 20th century romantic, and indeed that's true. The book traces Sinatra's life from his discovery by Harry James and Tommy Dorsey, his rise to fame and fortune as idol of the Bobby Soxers, to his decline and then emergence to the superstar he is today. The voice, the leader of the clan, the swinger, the chairman of the board, Sinatra is all of these things and many more. Here now is Francis Albert from a hit parade radio show in 1943 with one of the top tunes of the week. Your hit parade gets going with the song that's fifth on your hit parade. And here we go to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where Frank Sinatra's all ready to sing it for you. All right, Frank, let's hear this week's number five song, Pistol Packin' Mama. Never flirt with a gal in Texas Down old Texas way Cause if you do, I'm telling you Is what you'll have to say Lay that pistol down, babe Lay that pistol down Didn't sing right And now I'm on the run Why don't you lay that pistol down, babe Lay that pistol down Pistol packing, mama Lay that pistol down
In the middle 40s, Frank Sinatra had his own weekly half-hour radio show. I remember going to the program several times when it originated here in Hollywood. The program was broadcast from the Vine Street Playhouse. It's about a block from Hollywood and Vine. And the girls used to line up two or three hours before the show just to be assured of getting in. I think Sinatra sold more bobby socks than Mr. Burlington did. He was known as a thin singer in those days, and every comedian was telling Sinatra gags. Bob Hope even got into the act the evening he was a guest on the show. You know, they say Sinatra appeals to the mother instinct in girls. My mother never squealed at me that way. <laughs> hey, Hope, hey, remember me? Well, 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 if it isn't his nibs, Mr. Ribs, how are you, Dad? <laughs> well, 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 if it isn't my old pod, Mr. Lawrence. <laughs> Flip me some skin, boy. Flip me some skin, will you, old man? What for? You can't fill up what you've got now. <laughs> tell me, uh, tell me, Pot Roast, what's up? Tell me, you been telling any new jokes lately? Don't start anything you can't finish. Why not? Well, look what happened when your mother did it. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> but, uh, since you asked me, Frankie, things are pretty tough in my racket. You know, the only thing that's getting laughed these days is, that's a joke, son, that's a joke. <laughs> Yeah, I know, Bob, but why don't you do like all the other programs are doing? First they steal it, and then they switch it. Frankie, that line has been switched more than a bull's tail in fly time. <laughs> more than a bull's tail in fly time. <laughs> take, take... Take... Take last night, for instance, I turned on my radio, and this is what I heard. Papa, oh, Papa. Yes, son. Tell me, what's a moron? That's a, that's a jerk, son. That's a jerk. <laughs> Five minutes later, I tune in a Western melodrama, Percival Poison. A gimlet-eyed gunman walks into Polecat Pub. There's a bulge in his hip pocket, and the bartender says, Hey there, Percival Poison. What's that thou bulge on your hip a shooting on? And Percival Poison says, That's a jug, son. That's a jug. <laughs> so the barkeep says, Let me have a swig of that thou stuff, Poison. So he takes a healthy gulp and says, Mmm, that ain't a bit strong, Poison. What is that there stuff? And Percival Poison says, That's a Coke, son. That's Coke. <laughs> so, Frankie, you can see why I'm desperate. The gag business has fallen off to one joke. I need a fresh idea. Got the freshest idea of the year. Come up. You go on the radio and tell jokes about me, see? Uh -huh. And I'll lay off eating for a few days and get weak and thin. <laughs> you look like a fugitive from Dick Tracy right now. You mean, uh, you mean I'm sort of a diet smith? No, but Irma could use you in the other finger of that rubber glove. Ah, <laughs> uh, quit clowning, Hope. I'm offering to make you the inventor of the Sinatra joke. It's a mighty generous offer, Frank, but who in the world would laugh at jokes about a skinny, run-down, emaciated, rickety, anemic, breathless little... Hey! Hey, maybe you've got something at that. I'm telling you, Bob, it's the freshest idea of the year. Now, how about it? Do you think you could make people believe that I'm thin and weak? Leave it to me, Frankie. I'll tell them you put on a tweed suit and Lana Turner tried to knit you into a sweater. <laughs> how fresh. I'll tell them when you were born, the stork didn't bring you in a bundle. He served you on a platter of meatballs. How fresh. I'll tell them you're so round-shouldered you use a horseshoe for a coat hanger. And I'll tell them you're so weak that you can't even handle your Rice Krispies. My snap crackle pop? Why not? The explosions blow you out of the kitchen. <laughs> The Sinatra, 
The Sinatra joke will have unlimited possibilities. A word of caution, though, Bob. You'll have to keep certain facts from the public. What do you mean? There's a fresh line. <laughs> keep what from... <laughs> keep what from the public, Frankie? Well, the fact that I only look thin, that actually I am wiry and made of iron. I'll tell them you're wiry and made of copper. Why's that? On the side, I'll wrench out as an extension cord. <laughs> How fresh. But, Bob... <laughs> Uh, I'm supposed to be with you. How fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it with two yokes. We're not very okay, well in use in the night. But, Bob, one thing more. In writing Sinatra gags, never, never let the public know that I'm crowding 30 and developing a middle-aged spread. You, de you developing a middle-aged spread? Well, take a look. Don't you think I have a little bows right here? Say. <laughs> you, uh, you do... <laughs> you do have a little bulge at that. It reminds me... Reminds me of an air bubble in a tube of macaroni, believe and, me. Uh, <laughs> and chisel snars. Above all, never tell the folks that I keep in grand physical condition. <laughs> You're kidding. You mean you exercise, Frank? Just feel this muscle in my right arm. Mm. But you never saw an arm like that before. No, not since the last time I saw Margaret O'Brien in short sleeve. <laughs> but seriously, Franklin, I don't know how to thank you. These new Sinatra jokes will revolution revolutionize radio. Who knows? They may send Crosby's horses back to the glue factory. And Crosby's shirts, the goodwill. And high time. And Bob, we'll carry over... And high time. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> well, top the way you read it. Yes, and Bob, we'll carry over the Sinatra joke into the musical field, won't we? You. Me? Uh, sir? <laughs> Why, sure, that I will. And here's how it'll sound. Take it, Bone. I got it. Here we go. Each Drop the time. net. <laughs> Each time I see an elephant, proboscis, or James Durante, that old nose, Colossus, and eagle's beaks on wings. These foolish things remind me of you. Are you wearing your belt up here? What is it? Each time I see a straw that someone's sipping, or an umbrella that's all wet and dripping, and when a sparrow sings, these foolish things remind me of you. I'm thin, so thin. What can I do? I'm sure that you could use the weight that Bing can't seem to lose. Gladly. Each time I see an egg. We have rhythm now. That ain't been hatched yet. Each time I see a match. That ain't been scratched yet. The hair that once was Bing. Remind me of you. That's what we're shouting. These foolish things. Remind me of Freeman Gosden and Charles Carell teamed up in Chicago in the 30s to become the most listened to and the most famous team to ever broadcast. Even if you've never heard of them, I know you've heard the name Amos and Andy. For almost 20 years, they broadcast for 15 minutes every evening at 7 o'clock. In the mid-50s, they began a half-hour program titled The Amos and Andy Music Hall, on which they featured popular recording stars in their records. Here's an excerpt of their program, The Evening Sinatra Dropped In to Pay a Visit. And here he is right now, our guest of the week, Mr. Frank Sinatra. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? Hi, fellas. Well, Mr. Sinatra, it sure is nice of you to guest star with us here. 
And let's all sit here and talk. Uh, Andy, don't just stand there. Pull up a chair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, no, no, Andy. Don't you sit down. Let Mr. Sinatra sit down. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there you are, Mr. Sinatra. Well, thank you, Andy, boy. And say, I want to tell you, boys, that it's a pleasure to join up with you here on the Mystic Nights of the Sea Music Hall. The place looks mighty sharp, too. Oh, well, thank you, Mr. Sinatra. Well, hiya there, boys. You kingfish think you might be in trouble. What's going on here? Oh, me. Uh, excuse us, kingfish, uh, but we is on the air right now, and we is interviewing Mr. Frank Sinatra. Well, I got you just in time, then. Of course, if there's any subject I know about, that is music. Uh, move over there, Andy, and uh, let me and Mr. Sinatra split a cadenza or two here. Well, if it's all right with Mr. Sinatra, it's all right with me. Go ahead, kingfish. Uh, thank you. Uh, now, Mr. Sinatra, naturally, as a music lover and a matron of the arts, <laughs> I has done followed your career from the start. But I know there's a few questions that our listeners might like to have you answer. See, they don't uh, know you like I do. Now, first of all, uh, you started uh, playing the trombone with Tommy Dorsey. <laughs> no, no, I never played the trombone. I used to sing with Tommy Dorsey's band way back in the Middle Ages. Yeah, I, I guess I got you mixed up with Jimmy Stewart uh, with the trombone there. Uh, you is uh, married now to Zsa uh, Zsa Gabor? No, no, no. Ava Gardner. Uh, does she have a patch on her eye? Well, not that I know of. Mm, uh, well, I guess the public is a little mixed up about you. Uh, now, uh, you had something to do this year with winning something from uh, Oscar of the Waldorf, uh, didn't you? Well, Kingfish, I think the public's a little mixed up again. Uh, no, no, Kingfish. Uh, Mr. Sinatra won an Oscar from the Academy of Arts and Sciences for the part he played in From Here to Eternity. Uh, by the way, well, why was them fellas beating up on you in the picture? To get you to sing or get you to stop? Uh, just a minute, Andy. Mr. Sinatra is mixed up enough without you getting in this thing. Uh, wait a minute, Kingfish. Uh, let me ask Mr. Sinatra a question. Uh, our listeners might like to know, Mr. Sinatra, how you as a singer happen to get a great dramatic part like you portrayed in From Here to Eternity. Well, Amos, that's a very good question. I sort of asked myself that many times. I guess maybe the producers of the picture figured that I had had some picture experience and I suppose they wanted a man that looked like me, about my size, so they tested me for it and the character seemed to fit me pretty well. I think it was one of the greatest opportunities I've ever had in pictures, and certainly I am deeply indebted to the Academy for giving me the Oscar of the Waldorf, as you say. Oh, uh, uh, I just thinking here, Mr. Sinatra, are you making records and movies and your wife working too? You must be dragging down around $70, $80 a week. Uh, you know, uh, one of the brothers has got a piece of property across town, and I got an option on it. Now, I was just thinking. Uh, excuse me, Kingfish, but we is trying to interview Mr. Sinatra... I wonder if you'd mind waiting outside till, till we finish. Well, all right, boys. All right with me. Uh, I'll be waiting out in the large hall. Uh, uh, Mr. Sinatra, nice seeing you. And a little later, we can have our fiduciary chit-chat. Well, I'm uh, sorry about the interruption. Now, Mr. Sinatra, I know that some of your latest records are more popular than ever, and you must be in great demand now for pictures. Uh, what are your plans? Of course, I'm making records now, and I'm also working on a picture for Robert Bassler called Suddenly. Yeah, sir. Well, I know that your listeners are always happy to hear your records and see you in pictures. Uh, by the way, Mr. Sinatra, did you bring that record we asked you about? Yes, here it is. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, I'm glad to hear you say all these things, Mr. Sinatra, because, well, 
Sometimes, like all of us, I get a little discouraged. You know, sometimes when you get older, you stop and kind of worries about things. Well, don't worry about getting old. In fact, that's the record I brought, Young at Heart. come true it can happen to you if you're young at heart for it's hard you will find to be narrow of mind if you're young at heart you can go to extremes with impossible schemes you can laugh when your dreams fall apart at the seams And life gets more exciting with each passing day And love is either in your heart or on its way Don't you know that it's worth every treasure on earth To be young at heart For as rich as you are, it's much better by far to be young at heart. And if you should survive to a hundred and five, look at all you'll derive out of being alive. And here is the best part, you have a head start. If you are among the very young at heart. Thank you. That was lovely, Mr. Sinatra, and thank you very much. Thank you, boys. It was a pleasure to be here, and all the luck in the world with your new show. If you go out the side door there, Mr. Sinatra... You won't run into the kingfish. Bob Hope and Frank Sinatra appeared together again. This time it was in the mid-50s on Sinatra's very first television show. And at this time it's my pleasure to bring you a gentleman who was nice enough uh, to uh, come back to the United States to visit here just for this show. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Hope! Welcome back, Robert. Thank you, Frank. Frank, oh boy. What you been up to? Well, I'm a little tired. I've been helping Mike Todd with the dishes. <laughs> you know, I want to say it's wonderful to see you, and I just came down to congratulate you on the beginning of your new series. I know what a thrill it is for you to step out here on the stage in front of millions of people and know that deep down in your heart you're insecure. <laughs> I can see right away that your idiot card is funny at mine. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're able to make it because I needed some support in my first show. Well, thank you very much. I didn't want to take the rap alone. <laughs> well, you're forcing me to the wall, baby. I may have to get out my skinny jokes again. <laughs> Better stand this way. They'll never see you. Say, uh... 
Frank, you know, you grabbed me just in time for the show. I have to take off again right after this little mess. Oh, you're clowning. Where are you going now? Well, the State Department has commissioned me to spread American flu all over Asia. <laughs> big, 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 big. Now, look, I don't want to uh, overdo this humble bit, but I sincerely appreciate your... You're taking out your time to come here as our special guest. Well, I'm performance. thrilled because you finally made it, Frank. You're in television. I can't... I can't wait to see you die in living color. <laughs> Easy, please. This is our first show, our debut in television. Television, the medium that's rapidly replacing good times. <laughs> Would you be serious for a moment, Robert? Maybe you can help me. You're a veteran of TV. You've done hundreds of shows. Now he's got big ratings. What's the secret? Well, the secret of TV, of course, is to be visual. Guess that lets you out No, I think you'd be better waiting for a new medium I think you'd be a smash on radar mm -hmm. Just think of it, the singing blip Robert, I can't thank you enough, sir Well, try money, that's always nice Good night, Bones So long, hips <laughs> Put your dreams away for another day And I will take their place in your heart Wishing on a star never got you far And so it's time to make a new start When your dreams at night fade before you Then I'll have the right to adore let your kiss confess This is happiness, darling And put all your up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio and our salute to Frank Sinatra. Now here's something to think about. The circus is full of razzle-dazzle. Most everyone in the armed forces have jobs which are short on razzle-dazzle but long on importance. You may be a typist or you may be tearing up your boot soles in the infantry, but whatever your job is, you can bet your boots it's important to our country. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California. Join me next time for more from radio's greatest shows. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service. <laughs>